Hey guys, it's your girl, Chef Joya, and this is episode four of Plant Girl Magic. And I have a lovely guest with me today, no other than my favorite person in the whole wide world, my mentor, my was my fairy god, cookie mother, whatever you want to call her, but you all know her as Chef Lisa Brooks. Hey! Hey, hey everyone! Hey, Joya! Thank you so much for coming! Thank you for having me. This is Fun. I'm so excited for you to be here. So many people are excited for you to be here. There's so many questions. I have like a paper full of questions oh, that people wow, want to okay. ask you and things that, you know, I already know, but I right. want the whole world to know about you. Right. So Chef Lisa Brooks, so where are you from? Tell me your background and all that good stuff. I am from Charlotte, North Carolina. I am a country girl. You know, Charlotte's kind of considered a city now, but... 50 years ago, trust me, it was country. So I consider myself a country girl. I'm um, born, born and raised in Charlotte. And uh, I'm like the baby of seven girls. And mm. we have a huge family, um, lots of cousins. And, you know, having Sunday dinners at my grandmother's house is where I fell in love with. Cooking, food, it's just, I mean, that's my comfort place. That's the place I feel love. I feel like I love people the best you know mm -hmm. so i mean that's how i grew up just surrounded by family always cooking in the kitchen um i did go to carolina i was lived in chapel hill for like 22 years and uh working corporate world and stuff after school and um got married had my son mm -hmm. um at 21 so um so then i'm then i'm getting divorced though so single mom <laughs> um through much of my corporate career and I was just miserable in that career, literally. But like, wait, 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 because yeah. that is literally my next question. Oh, is it? Okay. It is literally my next question you because... To I, get to, I get to run in my mouth. Listen, but no, that's a great thing because it's going to like just flow. But how did you become a chef? Like, this is what people always want to know is how you became a, a chef. chef. Yes. Yeah, well, um, it was, <laughs> was kind of divine intervention, really, because I never thought about being a chef. Never thought about cooking for a living. And really, to be honest, Joy, I didn't think cooking was like a gift or a talent. Mm -hmm. I thought everybody could cook. Yep. I thought everybody's mama <laughs> taught them how to cook. I thought everybody's grandma. You know, I just, I really didn't know it was something special. Mm -hmm. um, until people just started saying, you know, I would always, even when I was in college, I'm in Chapel Hill, I would have um, my friends over for like Sunday dinners. Mm -hmm. I would keep trying to recreate the Sunday dinners. And and then later on, my coworkers and friends. Just anybody like Sunday, people know they come put their feet under my table, they're gonna get fed. Um, and and then, you know, people just going on and on about the food and all that. Um, but it's still, it's like more of a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't until I was kind of at my wit's end in the corporate world, like really physically stressed. It's a super stressful job. And uh, and I was like, man, like, I'll just pray, like, God, you gotta get me out of here. Like, mm -hmm. you gotta get me out, out yeah. of here. Like, what? But I had worked my way up in that company. Right. Like single black mom. You know what I mean? And I had worked my way up into like upper level management. So I'm like, how am I going to, you know, transition to something else? And to be honest, I don't know if I want to transition into the same thing. Okay. And uh, so. You just knew I, you wanted out. You didn't. I know it, I wanted out. And okay. I had no idea what else I could do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just heard, I need to cook. I was like, what? What? <laughs> how am I going to make money doing that? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I was making six figures a year. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, how that's gonna work, right? But um, but it worked. I listened, and after I heard that, after I heard cook, then it's like everybody started telling me, which mm. to me is like sometimes how God speaks to 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 me mm. is that it won't just be, I mean, it'll be like, oh, suddenly then I see the same thing said on TV or the same thing said by another person, okay. and it just like it keeps coming at me from different places. I was like, always wondering. People say they hear God speak to them. It's like, do you actually hear the voice, or do you just different signs and things you pick up? It's, just, I mean, in the way that the life is moving, like yeah. For me, I mean, the real, I mean, for me, it's like something will just pop into my mind. It's almost like a download. Like, what? Mm. Where did that come from? Okay, and then. Cause sometimes you, I don't know, is this me? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is it me saying this or is it you saying this? You know right. what I mean? Right. But then the, when those confirmations start coming in, yep. I went to a brunch like the very next week and, um, and the ladies at the brunch were like, so it wasn't just like, Oh, this is good. This is good. They actually were saying you should cook for a living. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden, after all these years I've been cooking, they were saying like, you should cook for a living. You should cook for a living. And then, um, when I asked, I asked, I asked God how I could do it. And I heard, 
say, just turn, just don't worry about it. Just turn and walk in that direction. Right? Mm. And I was seeing a therapist at the time because all the stress I was under, like, oh, you goodness, know, you know, going yeah. to therapy. Yeah. And this is like, you know, an Asian lady, a scientist, right? Like she's a psychiatrist. So I don't oh, know wow. if she had a belief system or anything like that. But she literally said that exact phrase in our session. She said, I was like, well, you know, I've been thinking about making a change. She said, you know, don't worry about it. Just turn and walk in that direction. Oh, yeah. She said the exact phrase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, then. That was kind of like, like I'm the, listening. Yeah, okay, all right. And you got this little Asian, you know, woman, a, a doctor, you know, uh -huh. science, uh -huh. saying the same thing God told me. I was like, all right, oh, yeah. all right, then. Yep. It pretty much sealed the deal. I was like, okay, this right. is really you saying this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's exactly what I did. I just turned, I just turned. I started walking in the direction. So I started doing research, looking mm -hmm. for what type of food jobs I could do because I knew I wasn't going to work in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was at that time 40, well, technically 39 years old. Okay. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be working 60 hours a week on a line or something like that. Right. So you just knew, okay, first of all, let's, let's bring it here. Okay. So you knew that even though you were like, let's cook, you was like, I'm not working in a restaurant. Right. So what made I you say, that. I'm not working in a I restaurant? Knew that. Okay. Okay. I mean, I knew, I never, I never, I mean, when I was 16, I worked in a little fast food place okay. for, for a little while. But other than that, I never worked in a restaurant. But I mean, I've heard, you know, I'm immersed in the food world, like watching the Food Network and all this stuff. And Absolutely. I see the hustle and bustle in, mm -hmm. in the restaurants in the back of the house and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that just seemed like a hectic life that I did not want. Yeah. Like when people ask me the same thing, it's like, why would I do that to myself? Not saying like, not discouraging anybody else that love the restaurant industry, not right. saying anything like that. But it's like, I know the way I'm set up and the way my personality is set up. I don't think it's going to match with a restaurant style environment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like. Same for me. Ooh. I mean, God bless the people who run restaurants. Yes. Because I'm up in there. You know yes, because you run a whole team. I'm we gonna up get in there. We're going to get in there. You know what I mean? I'm coming to all the restaurants. You I'm do. Like, you hey, definitely. I go out. You, you definitely go yeah, to so, a lot of restaurants. So, so praise and you God. run a whole team, and we're going to get into all that as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's just but like. It wasn't for me. I mean, I just knew that. I knew that up front. Like, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. And uh, so I just literally researched. Like, I Googled, like, food jobs. Mm -hmm. And I found a food stylist. Okay. Right? And I have been a graphic designer yes. in, in my past. Okay. So I was that like, I could, I could totally do food styling. Yeah. Right? I was like, I could do that. You know what I mean? Like really learn how, like for photography or magazines. So I was like, yeah. that'd be cool, you know? And then I saw the idea of a personal chef and that was kind of like, oh, what is that? Wow. I didn't know. I mean, I I had heard of a private chef. Yes. Like somebody who mm -hmm. works full time for like a billionaire or a celebrity right. or something like mm -hmm. that. But I've never heard of a personal chef like this concept of you have several clients and you just go into their house. At that time, it was just like thinking of just to do meal prep. Right. Like you go to one family one day, you spend like four hours in their kitchen. You know, they're going off to work. You got your AirPods in. You're just cooking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At peace. And then the next day, you go to a different client's house. So I was like, oh, that'll work. Like four clients a week. You know, I'm doing the math. You know? <laughs> and uh, like that's a life I could, I could love. Absolutely. So I knew that. So I said, okay. Um, and I, and I started looking up culinary schools and like, there's three in Charlotte mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I'm going to move back home Okay, so Charlotte because that's where the culinary schools are and, uh, researched and found that, um, CPCC was really the best culinary school so, in Charlotte. And let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What made you go to CPCC instead of Johnson and Wells? Because everybody's Johnson and Wells <laughs> culinary. Boop, bop, you gonna let me say this? I am. Now? Listen, this is a podcast. Mm. Every the this is Chef Joy's life and the realness uh, that comes you with it. Say it. I okay. am. I mean, hey, I have employed and mentor a lot of people, and I take interns from local culinary schools. And I can say from that side of the coin, from that experience of seeing what people know when they come out of school, the program at CPCC is way more hands-on. Mm. There's a, a, like a like almost four times the food budget uh, than a, than a Johnson Well student. So so say for example you're in class and mm. like today we're gonna learn how to break down lobsters. Okay? Yeah. So I might at Johnson Wells you might be in a group of six around a table breaking down a lobster. At CPCC you just can keep grabbing them and like breaking them down like two or three oh, a person. Oh wow. You know what I mean? So wow. it's not but, like, it's and not, that was more expensive, right? That's what, that's what, oh, for like 10 times. Oh, it would cost, goodness. at that point, and that was what, 12 years ago, it would have cost me $56,000. Wow. 
to get a degree from from uh, Johnson Wales. Wow. And it cost me about $5,000 <gasps> at CCCC. Whoa. So, and CCCC is accredited. So when you graduate, you already have, just by graduating that program, you're already um, a certified culinarian with the American Culinary Federation. Boom, poppy. Johnson Wales is not accredited through HCC. No, 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 no. I did not know no. that. And it's just a choice. Not that it's not a good school. No, not that it's, it's a not. Choice but they that's... make to not go through that process, right? Wow. So if you graduate from Johnson Wales, you'd have to then seek your HCF certification out, you know, after you graduate yourself. So you pay more money and still have to seek <laughs> Make it make sense. That part. Make that make sense to me. And oh. I've hired people mm-hmm. or I've, you know, or, or mentored people, a couple from Johnson Wales. Yeah. And um and they um you know will have these sixty thousand dollar student loans and they're working on a line at eight fifty dollar eight eight fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, what are you how are you gonna pay that off? <sighs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just yeah, but at the time I did the research and I found out that they were, I saw the math on the they, numbers. Right. And then I saw that CCCC was accredited. And I was like, like, am I missing something? Right. this is right. like a no-brainer to me. Right. So, yeah. Um, I knew CCCC was one of the best community colleges in the country. So, yeah, that was, a, that was kind of a no-brainer. So, I decided to go to school. Mm-hmm. And people said, you've been cooking all your life. You know, you've been about 40 years old. Why would you go to culinary school? Like, you know how to cook. You've been cooking your whole life. And uh, you'll be probably be forty three by the time you graduate. And I was and? like, I'll be forty three anyway. Right. In three, <laughs> in three years, I'll be forty three anyway. So I could right. be forty three and still not have a degree. Mm-hmm. Or I could be forty three and have a degree. Right. And why was that important to me? Because mm-hmm. I knew that the clientele I was going after off gate was mm-hmm. going to be the ultra elite mm-hmm. type of client. Right. So you already yeah. had made it in your mind, like, this is what I'm going for. I know yes, what I'm doing. Absolutely. I knew it was going to be a very specialty service. There was going to be a very high-end clientele. And I just, I've always been, as a young black girl in America, okay, I was always taught, my dad and my mom always taught us to be, we had to be better. Mm-hmm. We had to be better than everybody else. You have to be smarter. You have to be faster. You have to be, you know, you have to speak properly. You have to dress properly. You have to, you know, um, you know just do things like with, the intent of excellence, and so um, I don't. I didn't want to have to be like you know when people say, "Oh, where'd you go to school?" I'm like, "Well, I'm self-taught." I don't want. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, "Yeah, I have a, 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 a degree in culinary art." Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's another question that's coming up too. too. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because, I, matter of fact, I was just bringing it up now because I you know when I started, mm-hmm. I you know I'm self-taught, grandma taught, mentor taught, you know, yep. community taught, and I was like. I can't call myself a chef. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. So I know, but I know like from your understanding when you were coming into this culinary world, mm-hmm. you had a different view. And then when, you know, when I came along in the picture, it's a totally different view. So we're going to get to there. I just wanted to bring right, that right. up while we were but talking no, about it at that moment. don't forget that point because that's a good point. Yes. Okay. So you got into culinary, you graduated, you did your thing. Yeah. Now, were you cooking like while you're in school? Oh, <laughs> my business license i have my business i have my website like i like i'm a leo okay like, right. like, like that part I, like my business was established before i stepped foot mm-hmm. in culinary school I, oh and so I that's when right. i moved to charlotte which was may 20th of 2010 okay she remember the date child i do because this is all a god story because on may 22nd 2010 i cooked for my first family mm. hello that part you know i mean how, how how is that not confirmation? Yeah, that because yeah, you know, because all you know in those months, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I wasn't worried. And it's I not continued. social media wasn't even big back then oh, either. Was, social not, media wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even so. like a thing. Yes. I don't even know. We had Facebook, but we it wasn't were, like using yeah. it for business. It nah, wasn't like really. that. It wasn't like I that. I think I even I, I think I joined Facebook maybe two thousand eight. Oh wow! Right. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it really was not like, it wasn't even about that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I just, you know, I'd been in corporate world and I'd been in corporate world for 18 years. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of leadership and management experience. But then also I had kind of been a hustler my whole life. When I say hustler, I mean like, you know, in elementary school, I was the one selling cinnamon sticks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or like selling bubble gum and candy, you know what I mean? Like 
Um, I used to like paint T-shirts and like my mom would take me to the flea market to sell my T-shirts. Yes. Or um, what else? I had a whole line of uh, all natural hair, bath, and beauty products. I was like trying to be like a little Carol's daughter at the time, oh. like making stuff out of essential oils. Yes. And stuff. So I always I was meant to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is about, I mean, just from the time I was a little girl, I, I was gonna be a businesswoman. Right. Sometimes. So it's just you know, so it was just all of my life experience fell into place into into this new life, this mm-hmm. personal chef life. It's like I was able to pull from everything I had done, even from the graphic design mm-hmm. part of my life, the corporate leadership part of my life, um, even the fact that I had been a pampered chef consultant mm-hmm. for seven years. Yes. That's what taught me how to speak and cook at the same time. Okay, yeah. Doing pampered <laughs> chef parties. Y'all know pampered chef parties, you go and you're selling cooking equipment, basically. Now, you were doing that before you went to culinary school? You... Yeah, I was doing that back in my travel. So, you, it, it, the funny thing is, like, so you were doing things that was preparing you for the career you were, that had you no had idea. and had no idea that had you were no doing idea. it. That is I had no amazing. Idea. That's a word for somebody. Yes, it is. Because, you know, I had no idea that, you know, I look back on it, it's like, damn, I was really, because I was getting prepared. And the reason you met me during, and I know we'll talk about it, you met me during the Food Line stage show. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I would never have been able to do that mm-hmm. without having been a pamper chef consultant. Oh, and wow. learning to talk and cook at the same time. Yeah. You know, uh, we I mean, cause I'm like, you know what? Let's just jump over that because <laughs> how did you even, okay. When you landed your gig with Food Lion, do you remember how and when? Because I know I, I came in way years after you were here. So how did you land that gig with okay, Food Lion? Okay, so I was on Thumbtack.com. Like I was registered <laughs> on Thumbtack. Okay. You know, when I started out, that's how I like got clients. So Thumbtack's like where you, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to find anybody to do anything for you on Thumbtack. Um, so I list, listed my business on as a personal chef. On there, and now keep in mind the industry was still in its infancy, so there were not a ton of personal chefs. Mm-hmm. So Foodline actually contacted me through um, Thumbtack to say, "Hey, we you know we're looking for people to do like food demonstrations, you know, stage work, um, recipe development, stuff like that." And um, they want they just want to know if I was interested, in and then I said yes, and they called me in for a it's an interview, but it was more like a tryout or a stage, like mm-hmm. I had to like cook for them and speak about it. They tried to see I had that presence and mm-hmm. of course I messed Of course that. you did. Right. Of course I messed that. Um so I did that for seven years. Just I mean it wasn't a full time job. It was like a mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, it was just like a gig. Right. Uh to, but it was cool because we would travel around. Right. Um the East Coast at least. We would travel around and do these shows like the Southern Women shows and North Carolina Seafood Festival. Mm-hmm. I did some couple of beer festivals for them. So it was really I mean it was that was a cool experience. Yeah, like Cause I actually met, you know, I, y'all talk, you know, I talk about Chef Lisa all the time, like <laughs> all the time. And it's like, I met her through the Food Lion program and I chased her for like an entire year. Um, Cause even before that, like I did like a lot of promo modeling. I was what you would call like a promotional model, brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to be out there just being one of the pretty girls handing out samples and this, that, and the third, but no, I was in the back collecting their dishes just so I could find a reason to talk to them, right? I just wanted to be around the chefs. I always loved cooking. I got a lot of the same similar story, cooking for my friends, this, that, and the other. I just always took to cooking, and I had never heard of a personal chef. Um, I didn't know what a personal chef. I heard a private chef, like yep, you said. Yep. And then when she said she was a personal chef, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, can you mentor me? And I still remember the first thing you said. What? You what were like... Say? You was like, I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't want the money. I just wanted to learn. And so, but even even after that was like another year before she actually, um, before she actually, you know, see me. And I just remember, I remember the day, I think we were in, it was either Savannah or Augusta. It was, it was one, it was, we was in Georgia. Savannah. Yeah. And. And I had been talking to her, you know, here and there. And then this one day she just looked at me. She was like, she was going outside on a break. And she was like, what'd you say you're doing again? Come with me. And she just took me outside and just started talking. And that's how, you know, like we me and her. Engaged. It was actually engaged. And I was like, oh, she's listening. And she was like, okay, we'll just set up a time and whatever, talk and blah, blah, blah. And I remember I had this menu. I had made this website. It was off of Vistaprint and things of that nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, I made this, that, and the third. And she was like... Well, I'm looking at this. I still remember you. It's like, I'm looking at this. It just sounds like, can you really even do all of this? And I was just like, what? 
I'm like, that. okay. I said that. You said that. Oh, God. You said that. What was on there, though, Julia? It was probably a whole bunch of stuff that. But it's stuff that I do. I know, but it wasn't a vegan website. I know. But I wasn't vegan at the time. Remember, I was, I, I was, I was, um, I wasn't vegan at the time. I was like, okay. You was like, okay. Well, when we get back, you know, let's set up a time and come show you, you know, come talk to you. So, so I you, came and talked to you. But you made food for us. You brought in vegan something. Well, I, I bought it. I mean, the one time I brought in something, it was good the first time, and then sometime something I brought in, it was so salty. You nah, were like, nah. <laughs> you're like, this is too salty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm okay. I'm person, y'all. She was like, mm, I'm honest. This is just too salty or whatever. <laughs> and so when I came to when I came to finally meet you, and we talked, and you're like, so what you want to do? And I'm like, do, 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 whatever, whatever. And you're in the middle of cooking. I think you were doing like a meal prep. You had like a catering gig. Yeah, so you were yeah, busy. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. I was and you were going vegan at the time. You were doing like That's a vegan right. diet. I was going. A, I was doing a vegan diet. You were going vegan at the time, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring you back some food. And then Damn. that's when I came back the very next Woo! day. <laughs> you talk about mind blown, honey. <laughs> she brought me some curry chicken. Remember I will that? never forget the curry chicken ribs. Yes, I brought you some ribs and uh, the, the raw ribs, lasagna. The, cheese, the raw lasagna. I remember that raw lasagna because yes. you was drinking <laughs> the raw lasagna. I was like, <laughs> I'm literally picking this food apart, y'all, like, picking it apart, like, texturally. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how is this not chicken? Like, you're telling me this isn't chicken. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even, like, it just tasted. I mean, you could curry anything, right? right? You know what I mean? But it actually had the texture of, like, chicken. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Stop the press. Time out. Okay. You didn't tell me you was, like, a magician. You know what I mean? (laughs) Once I tasted that food, I was like, okay, time out. Whole mm-hmm. new game plan. Mm-hmm. This is what you this this is what you fest to do. Right. right? Did I not? Do. This is what yes. you fest to do. Yes. You're about to be a vegan chef. And I was like, no. She was like, absolutely not. <laughs> she said, I do not want to be put in a box. I do not want to be put in a box. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, you are going to be in the box. And you're going to own, own the that. box. Yes. You're going to own that you're box. You're going to own the box. Mm-hmm. I said, you do want to be in the box. And you're going to own that box. Yes. I told her. I told her all this, y'all. I said, I said you're going to be. I said, you're going to be a celebrity chef. You're going to be going all over the country. Did I not? You did. I, you I told did. her all this. I saw it all. I just it's saw like, it so all. She, so she ate the food, she just had a vision. I saw the whole journey. <laughs> I did. I did. I and believe you. First, I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> all throughout that next year, her, which is basically her first year in business, where I was really mentoring her heavily or whatever. And um, it's like, as things start happening, you... you one, you know, one contest, one right? But come. right, because remember, you even, you know, I tell people like I made that recipe like thirty different times, and I remember, you know, being able to call you and be like, "Hey, chase this," and you, you play off of it. I remember you going to the store and you're getting items and be like, "Okay, we'll try it with this," because yeah. that's when you had Chow had came out with a tomato cayenne cheese. Yes, honey. She was the biggest. Was like, do they even make that cheese anymore? Yes, I have not seen it. Okay, I gotta find it. Well, the, yeah. I, yeah, they do. Is it, it's not. It's not even called tomato cayenne, is it? What was it called? I thought it was. I think it was called tomato cayenne. But yeah, it, but was, anywho, it was almost like a nacho cheese playing, tasted. Yeah, we were playing chat. off each other until we got it right, and it was like this the one. Like that's it. This I was the like, one. I was like, I, you were, I think you were using almond milk. I was like, right. you use, I think I just used rice milk. You know, we use rice milk, and I was like, it's like water. Like, yeah, but rice milk has no. Like it, it, I mean, it doesn't lend any kind of flavor. I don't right, know but it was too thin. It was very thin. But how did I end up coming up with cashew? Um, well, cashew was another one that doesn't really have a yeah, flavor. Yeah, and, and it was thicker. It's thicker. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we just, we were just. Yeah, and like I did like 30 different times. And like I said, it ended up coming and ended up oh, winning. So, and oh my gosh. Oh, that was like, when she won that mac and cheese. I know, you were there too. It was like. Game over. It was game over, y'all. I mean, it was like, pew, like mm-hmm. the takeoff. And mm-hmm. then, like, all throughout the year, or like the next couple years, I'd be calling, I'd call her text, be like, 
I told you this was gonna happen, then I, I whenever mm-hmm. she got on something, she was on the bus we texted, I said, I, you know I told you this was gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, always. <laughs> call her, I'm like, yeah, you know I told you she was like, I know, I know. Always I, told, I, I told you all <laughs> this was coming. So you why did. you acting surprised? Why are you acting like you don't know? Like I already mm-hmm. told you this was all gonna happen. You did. And it it's it's just, it's just I amazing. I know you're For years. I remember you saying it was this one place. I'm not gonna say the name. She was saying like this was a, like they had like amazing vegan food, and I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Girl, no. And like it's the speech know. of what you said that you like cooking is a gift. I just thought what I I was like, I knew I knew how to cook. I knew I know how to make vegan food, but I didn't know what I was doing was so different oh than what everybody else was doing. And I was like, everybody like can cook like this. That, no, it's not. But that's that. what I thought. I, I know this uh. now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like it was just cardboard before, or something. But you thought it was good cardboard. Well, put it this way. <laughs> put it this way. I mean, if you are see, when I first started doing, I would do stints of of vegan. Like I was almost like fasting. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, okay, I'm gonna be vegan for forty days or something like okay. that. Okay. So that's how I was. I was going to. And I had this really good friend, uh, Chandrell, who was a vegan at the time, and she was a raw vegan. Ooh. So she taught me how to make like the carrot tuna mm-hmm. and. um um, just some other quick things, but so so because she was a raw vegan, I pretty much started doing things like her way and doing like more raw vegan stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, if I did do bread, I would do the sprouted grain breads, and so I was eating that kind of way. So having the thought of even having macaroni and cheese and mm-hmm. ribs and curry chicken, like that wasn't even like a thing, right? So when I found a restaurant here that had like macaroni and cheese oh, okay. and cornbread and like, meatloaf, oh, I was like, oh my god, you right. know what I mean? Like I can have these things, right. you know, on my diet. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was like that was just out of my desperation for some mm-hmm. um something that felt familiar and comforting. Right. You know, and and, and now it's just like I mean Right. Because you you just kinda like you kinda knew you were gonna make a sacrifice and take. Yeah. To eat this way. Yeah. That's that's kind of like, that was just, I feel like that was always kind of like the understanding. Yeah. That's that you're gonna, you're not, you know, you want to do this to be mm-hmm. healthier, you don't ever mm-hmm. reason, but you understood you're going to sacrifice take. Right. Um, not at all. Like, <laughs> that was a lie. It was a myth. Definitely, absolutely was. And it's like, that's like the continuing myth that still goes on to this day. To this and day. I do not know why. Girl. I'm like, listen. <laughs> People, have y'all not? I'm like, listen, everybody just share me to the world. You don't have to sacrifice on flavor. And, you oh know, I go gosh. through the things. So even when I start dipping more into the vegan world before I actually transition back to being vegan sure. and doing it, I'm like, okay, I'm a, I was doing things the hard way. But I'm like, I remember doing an event and I think I had like this kale salad. I had like all plant-based things. And girl, people was like crickets. Not that it was not good. But the thing about it, it was like, I can get this from anywhere else. That's, that's their attitude. Yep. But they wanted that soul, comfort, food, comfort soul, familiar yes. food. So I was like, oh, this is what y'all want. I did she not want to be in that box either. Oh my God, I did not. She first didn't of all, be in that box either. I did not want to cook soul food. I was like, I'm not cooking soul food. Right. That, I'm not doing you that. I thought that was like beneath you. Oh, yes, like, yeah. I did. I was like, <laughs> no, because I'm going to be like a Michelin star chef. I'm going to be doing all these gastronomics like and all this right, stuff. And that's what I want to do. I want to be the food artist, all that. Um, and I didn't look at soul food like that at that time. Mm-hmm. At that time. At that time. But now I own that shit. But we're going to talk about that too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Can I, I'm going to ask you something right now because I, I, I know it's a sensitive it's subject. And it's a sensitive subject for me too because we both fight about it online. Okay? Oh. And that is when non-vegan people say, why do you want something that tastes like meat if you don't eat meat? <sighs> oh, girl, that just crawls over my skin when people say that. And I, I, just, I mean, it's just like, and I, all the time, even my sister, my sister would be like, well, I don't understand. Like, why would she make, you know, curry chicken? Like, yeah. why, why why would she call it chicken? Or why do you call it crab cakes? Or, like, and I would have to explain to her, like, it's, like, how else are you going to reference it? Right. So that somebody knows what it's right. supposed to be, what it's right. replacing. Right. Or what have you. And I, and I always give the example, like, if you, if, if I knew, which I did, I took a test, one of those allergy tests, and found yeah. out that sugar was something, like, white sugar was something I could not have. Mm. Like it, it's uh, it causes inflammation in my body. Oh wow! And I took one of those, you know, you know, food intolerance, and I was like, oh. So then I started like 
China, I was stevia, I'm like equal and other stuff, but I didn't, it wasn't because, it's not like I, I swore off things that tasted sweet. I still wanted things that tasted sweet. Right. I just couldn't have sugar. Right. So by the same token, if somebody is vegan, they've made that decision for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean they don't want something that tastes like meat or right. that reminds them of their mom's uh, chicken or, you know. And that's the thing, because I always tell people, my biggest thing is that food is like, um, people eat, like they say you should eat to live and all that type of <laughs> stuff, but th- don't nobody do that. Don't nobody do that. Food is through comfort, through memories, yes. through um, uh, conversations, through um, emotions. gathering emotions, all yes. of that. So it has something that is ties into something else. So even so, it's mm. like you know, if you're used to eating fried chicken, smothered chicken, beef, all these other type of things, I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me get some smothered cauliflower. Let me give you that. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and give me that fried wheat bread? Like, right. no, nobody you know want to eat that. Right. Like, right. You, you make it. And the thing about it is, like, I not only make it look like what it's supposed to look like, but it tastes, tastes like, like it. what it was. And that's the thing that's different between me. I'm sorry, y'all other vegans. I don't know. I have not grasped that concept yet. Make it look like it, taste like it, and feel like it. Feel like it. The texture. Okay? The all taste, of it matters. You got to have matters. all three. All you gotta three. have all three, and that's what Joy has mastered. All three, all that's three. What she has mastered. Because it's like one of the things is if I can't master all of that, I don't do it. Like right. That's all, that's why y'all think I ain't got no crab leg out here yet. Not right, right. That's right. the only reason why I ain't got no if crab she leg. Show, if she show, I can do the taste. Now, <laughs> when you first started with mm-hmm. me, when like mentoring and stuff, and you were coming to my events, which you know I don't, I don't have a vegan company. We make up meats and everything, but mm-hmm. Joya, it's like a little little bird just. Hovering around, she's like, "Oh, what are you doing there? What do you do with that?" And then she'll make the same dish, like whatever it was, <laughs> whatever it was, beef Wellington. We made beef Wellingtons. <laughs> she's like, "Hmm, okay." So then you got the little mushroom, okay, okay. And then she stored her head, and then boom, vegan beef Wellingtons <laughs> that look exactly like, tastes exactly like, like texture exactly like. <laughs> she made. Salmon. That's okay. That's oh, that, or, that orange paprika salmon. Yeah, my, 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 my paprika salmon. It was like pretty much every signature dish I had. Joya ha- has a vegan version of it. Mm-hmm. So it th- was like her way of. Le- it was like her way of. Mm-hmm. She was learning how I did things, so she was still learning from me mm-hmm. as a chef and a cook. Yes, but obviously she's gonna. F- it was almost like a challenge to her. I'm gonna yeah. figure out how to vegan. Yeah, and she did it. It it'll be so time. funny because like. Like she, Chef Lisa, like when she was mentoring me, like I, I literally watched her like a hawk, right? So it takes a first of all, it takes a lot for me to even engage and even be interested in somebody, first of all. And so for me to watch her, I literally watched everything. I watched her main mannerism. I watched how she spoke to people. I watched, you know, when she was in people's home. I watched when she was in dishes. I like her calm, her attitude. I watched everything, right? And I asked a lot of questions until I thought I was getting on her nerves. <laughs> And then I just keep on watching again and whatever, whatever. But um, when I stepped out, not literally, because I I feel like I, I still feel like I ain't stepped out on my own, even though I have. But I still. She has. <laughs> She's part of the family. It's like it's part I, of even, family. even when I had my first private, well, first of all, when I had my first tasting event, I literally had ten items. Probably nine of the items were Chef Lisa dishes. That I totally oh, veganized. That's right. <laughs> oh, that was the best event. That was your first pop up. I was hosting it. Yes. And um, your son was we a DJ. Yes. And it was like ten dishes. Like they're getting passed around by servers. And it was literally probably eight or nine were basically heart and soul. That's my company. Heart and soul mm-hmm. dishes that were done that were vegan. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, it was like. I mean, I could not have been more proud in that moment. And that's the party at which I announced to everybody there that she, that her cookbook would be out in the fall. First of all, I had not even wrote, I had not even thought about writing, had no desire to write. I was like, She didn't even thought about the cookbook, y'all. I I, was like, who's doing the cookbook? I announced everybody at the party, I said, Chef Joya's cookbook will be out this fall. And she looked at me like I had two hands. I was like, I, I got off the mic and I said, now you got to do it. Right. You got to do it because I said it. She put it out there that I was having a cookbook. 
had no desire. I was like, whoa. And so, like, every couple months, people were asking, when is this cookbook coming? When is this cookbook coming? They did not let it go. No. They, they grabbed onto that, and they were like, when is the cookbook? Right. It wasn't coming. It was never supposed to be. <laughs> it was never supposed oh, to be. Was. But oh, uh, it obviously, it was, because oh, it, it happened. Was. It yep. literally happened. So and- I mean, I didn't even have a cookbook. Mm-hmm. I didn't <laughs> I made you have one. I didn't even have one. At the time, I just bought my first cookbook. At the time, uh, right. Like six months ago. Ooh, I was like. <laughs> but that's what um, somebody, that's what. But that's like just pushing. Put, like push you literally you, push. won't let you. And it's like, you know, and it's like settle. you do a push like where you're like, you're pushing me to, um, be great and be out there because I'm super shy. People don't believe that I'm shy. She is. People don't believe that I'm shy. And, and humble. <laughs> She's shy and humble. <laughs> like, she is not conceited. She is not... You might look at her and think she thinks that she's... She is the most humble person. You know, I feel like I, like she has to be reminded, like, how good she is all the time. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Even still. With it, everything that you've accomplished it, and done. It, it you is. know, which is good. I mean, that's good. That's, I mean... That's just, I mean, that's, that's how it is. And it's like, it's like you push me and you make me go out there. Like, even when I remember we having a private dinner and you like, you like, go introduce this course. I was like, whoa, I don't want to talk to anybody. Everybody, everybody who has ever worked for me, like they know that exact moment when I, I didn't even talk to them about it beforehand. I would just be like, go, go announce the dish. I was so Go announce this course. And they all like deer in headlights. But until you force somebody to do it, and yeah, they keep, you know, yeah, it's scary. But then now it's like it's just come up because I'd be like, how do you come up with these stories? How do you do this? And and she's like, it just happens. It's real. It's, that's the thing. It's true. It's real. And I, that's the thing that I had to learn because when you can associate with the dish, like even when I'm doing my own private dinners, yeah, it's a whole like spill of Everybody's engaged. That's because right. it's real. Like it's, it's something real. that you can relate you can talk to. Talk about it. Like what does this mean? Or you remember when you were a kid and yeah. or whatever, wherever this is yeah. came from. From and people love that because it's not just you go to a restaurant you you can get great food at a restaurant but you don't get the chef coming out telling his inspiration for the dish yeah and, you know if you do if you go to a really small chef to a restaurant you have that experience which I have had of a okay. chef that'll come out and okay. sit at the table for you know oh. for a few minutes and like you know just tell me about the inspiration or something that it's just kind of like a courtesy chef thing you know whatever um and and it just elevates the. It elevates the experience. experience. Yeah. It also creates a sense of familiarity with you. Like it just breaks down this veil of okay, you're there, and we no, like now we're all like leaned into each other, right? And then it, it creates loyalty, right? Absolutely. So people are gonna feel like they they use you again and again because mm-hmm. like they connected with you, mm-hmm. not just had good food, right? So did you learn that from your mentor? Or is that something that you learned from your people skills, or just is that I um. What I what I learned from my mentor was how to make money. Mm. Yeah, I learned how to make money, and he was actually he was very. Um, his name is Chef Jesse Scott. He he's up in the Raleigh Durham area, and he's a personal, uh, private personal private chef. He actually owns a catering company now. Okay. Um, and and he solely did in home private dinner parties. You know, I mean, sometimes they he would do rehearsals, he do weddings, he do bigger things. But he was still like a one-man operation, and I was fascinated. So I would drive up to Raleigh, mm-hmm. two and a half hours away, work for free. Listen. Hello. That part. That part. Work that part. For free. Wait, hold on. Wait. Okay, I'm gonna talk. Okay, for free. <laughs> okay, keep my for free. For free. Keep talking. Okay, keep that in mind. Right. Because I want. I was exchanging my time. I'm giving him an extra set of hands in exchange for his knowledge, <clears throat> and that's a fair deal to me. You know what I mean? I'm going up there, you know, and and I wouldn't even stay for like the the tip handout at the end of the night. And he's like, "Well, you left, you didn't." I'm like, "I'm not." I mean, I mm-hmm. really, I got everything I needed from tonight. Mm-hmm. I saw how he set things up. I saw how he hobnob and snooze with the guests. You know what I mean? Like he he was very comfortable. The way I was raised, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Have you ever seen that movie, um, The Butler? Yes. With uh, Forrest Whitaker, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know how? Okay, that I love that movie. First. Yeah. Time. Like the level of honor that they had in mm-hmm. serving, like the dignitaries and the, like most important people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. The president and all the people that would come to state dinners, et cetera. But there's there was always a line, right? 
And the same thing with us in our slave history, right? Yep. You're there and you're serving, but there's a line. There's like a, there's, there's y'all and then there's us. Like, we don't listen to your conversations. We don't comment on anything. Nope. Like, it's almost like we just blend in. We're just here to serve. And so that's kind of the mentality that I had going into this, knowing the type of clientele that I was going after, is I still had that mindset of, you know, I'm I'm in the background. I'm here in a domestic capacity, in a mm-hmm. sense, and to keep this law. But what Jesse taught me was, <clears throat> I mean, he taught me about the business, how to charge, how to, he taught me all the stuff about, like, you know, a full pan seats, 40 people. You know, a full pan seat, 40 white people in Wait, hold a minute. I didn't get a blow speaker. <laughs> Rewind. Listen, there is a difference. Okay. Oh, seriously. He really taught me no, things like that. It's a little serious. Like I full learned that the hard way. The full pan of food. You know, full pan, let's say, of chicken serves 40 people. He said, but hey, 25 black people. That part. That's real. Though. I, ooh, I wish I had that. That's knowledge. real. Ooh, I needed that knowledge. That's this past all the summer, honey. He gave me, but he also showed me that there didn't need to be this wall between me and the client that I yeah. could break that wall and I could converse with them and I could and they wanted that. Okay, so you thought that you had to be like this the stoic, butler mentality, like this very mentality, stoic, but intense figure, you know, just stay super professional, uh, which I am professional. I just had to change in my brain what that meant. Yes, you know, yeah. That it's okay to be. I remember one of my in-home private chef clients told me once that he was scared of me. He said, oh. he said, when I, he said, I was just, you're so intense. Mm-hmm. And that also stuck it's in my so brain. Serious. You know, it, it just stuck in my brain that, like, why am I so, you know, and so I just loosened up and just started being really personable. And that's when, like, other things really start taking off. Yeah. Too, um, just when I learned that lesson, so. So I don't remember what the I was original question was, too. but my mentor taught me business, and and he just taught me that wall could be broken. But you know, I'm I am a Leo. I'm gregarious. I like to talk to people. You know, yeah. Um, I used to be in like those. I don't know if y'all had these up in uh, oh, you were from Milwaukee, right? Yes. I don't know if y'all had these growing up in school, but we used to have these oratorical contests, uh-huh. like where you give a speech. Yeah. You could like win a like win the kind. So I used to enter those all the time. So I kind of. You know, oh, like, so you love that. So, yeah, I, I didn't mind. I never was in a debate club, but anything where I got to speak. <laughs> you were here for it. I was there for it. There you know what I mean? So, that, you know, it's kind of a natural ability, I guess you'd say. That, I don't remember the original question either, but this conversation is good. So, we're going to keep it going. <laughs> like, and that's like, I was scared of her too, honey. I ain't going to even lie. <laughs> I have relaxed a lot in the last You, Oh, my gosh, so she has. I've relaxed a lot. This is my podcast, so I get to say what I want. I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from... I used to have colorful hair. I, I think she wasn't too sure about it. <laughs> oh, this is a good topic. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. If you taught me, yes. I learned so much from the ladies. I always say my girls, it's like I'm a madam or something. But, uh, but I learned so much from the women who worked with me, worked for me, worked mm. as inter- been interns or that I've mentored. I've learned so <clears> much <throat> from them because I'm I'm teaching them from my standpoint and I'm you know, I'm trying to instill this this sense of excellence and also this this whole idea of perfection too. Mm-hmm. I would always I would never say perfection, but the way I carry myself, people knew that I expected perfection. Absolutely. And that's really not a good thing to be in that mindset where you feel like you have to be a perfectionist. So I've learned and I learned from you and a couple of my other uh I mean, I learned something about relaxing I learned from you because I wouldn't really fight you on your look on your hair, on your nails. Yep. <laughs> um, primarily the nails. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm putting no gloves, chef. Like, yeah, she would, and I'd be like, it's just, it's the, it's the, it's the image, it's the look of it, and and everybody loved me, and everybody loved her anyway. <laughs> it didn't matter. So you taught you taught me that, you know, you can still be yourself, be authentic to who you are and your personality. Like you were just kind of like I'm gonna be unapologetically me, mm-hmm. and like and you served yourself, yeah, and served your whole business and everything because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, had you listened to me on that point and like changed who you were, you know, you wouldn't have been. You probably would have been happy, right? And you and you and you may not even have the success that you had. So I definitely, I mean, you taught me that. Okay, you know, I need to relax because I'm. I have these this old school right 
you know, like my parents were just super like, you know. But I mean, I get it. And it's just like the thing about it though. Is that like I know you were mentioning to me and I like I was never like disrespectful. So no, like never. I, I still got a picture that comes up in my phone. I had like this literally unicorn hair and I was working on a private dinner for you, but I had it pulled back. It was like in a neat bun, but it was like three or four different colors. And I'm just have the biggest, cheesiest smile. Mm-hmm. But I always made sure that my service was great. And this was a dinner that she she wasn't with me. Like I would do the dinners, captain the dinners yeah, yeah. by myself. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't with me, and it was like I still provided excellent service. So, yeah, yeah, they love me. And the thing, I got rave reviews. And so, the thing about me is like, no matter what I look like or whatever, because I was always presentable. It was never that I was not presentable. Always presentable. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you always change it back. You had no chef coat. I mean, I had my chef coat on. I I was glamour girl because you know I was glamour girled up, and but it was like. I still was able to get the job done, be personable, and be rememberable, and still get a good review and for the company, her, still and be still be myself, self. right, and still be still myself, be herself, and get everything done. So, so I'm really proud of you for that. Yeah, <laughs> look, I done taught her something. That's now. real. Like that's really real. And I mean, I've learned it from. You know, I have some 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 girls that you know, kind of like from the hood. You know, what I'm yeah. Saying? They don't necessarily speak. You know, what I'm saying the proper way and like everything. Yo. And you know, and I I I am like. <laughs> You know, I'm, gra- I'm the grammar Nazi. I'm like, you better speak right. You better, you can't just say that to people, you know. And one of my little, one of my, one of my little North Charlotte girl, y'all, I know y'all all over the country, but it's like, you know, it's like the hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What, and, and she literally gets the best reviews out of all the chefs on and the And it's whole so team. funny because I, I remember when I first met her, I was like, ooh, she woof. Right, you're right. I was like, woof. She's like, woof. going to be able to captain events so you're not gonna be able i can't put you in front of my customers i would tell her that oh like, no and so she has changed like she's she's polished right and she knew it though she said i want to be polished oh and i want i want i just need you to mentor me so she has become polished but she's still herself yeah okay she's still herself she got a little like it was almost like we met just kind of met in the middle and so she might say some things that make me cringe a little bit <laughs> you know but but not inappropriate. I mean, she's still being herself, and customers love her, and she has the best reviews. Mm-hmm. So th- these girls teach me all the time that you know, I, you know, I can just kind of loosen up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But l- you know what? Let me dive into this question because this I have questions of my own. But then I know some of you all, a lot of you all, reached out to me. Y'all had a lot of questions for Chef Lisa. But um, one of the ones was. Why do you teach others? And the reason I brought that up is because you're speaking on the girls. So, what mm. makes you teach others? Oh well, um, I, in, uh, my short answer is legacy. Um, oh, you talk to me about that. Um, talk to the people about the I legacy. Um, what, whatever I accomplish with my own two hands. It's like, yay, you did that, and that dies with me when I die, yep. right? When you teach somebody else to create, and you teach 12, and then it becomes, you know, 24, and it becomes 100, 124, then I, that's a legacy that you leave behind. Like, your your talent and your skills, like, what are they forfeit only to you, right? If you don't share mm-hmm. them, and you don't, by me sharing, it's like I'm, multi, it's almost like I'm multiplying Myself, in a sense, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like the gift. The gift is being multiplied, not me, but the gift itself is being multiplied, and it's and so now you know people all over the country can get this type of service or what you know what I mean. So, to me, teaching, having had mentorship, um, and realizing how much time it cuts away from just your learning curve and you know, your ability to get up to you know, the level you want to get, it's just invaluable. So, I mean, it would be crazy for me, I think. I feel like a responsibility to mentor um, and teach people. And because I'm very confident in my own abilities, not only my own abilities, but I'm also, it, you can tell from early conversation, I'm super spiritual. I'm super, like, God-driven. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very confident <clears throat> in the fact that God provides for me and that I have what I need and I will always have what I need. So I'm not afraid to share information, recipes, website look. Cause I tell people when I mentor my students um, all around the country that take my personal chef courses, go to my website. Look at how, like, literally, you could actually almost copy the verbiage and just listen and to make this it. day. 
To okay. To this day. To this day. <laughs> Because I don't do a lot of in-home things like that anymore or meal prepping. If I go copy and paste Chef Lisa chart, these are my prices for certain things. Because to the day, I for do real. that. I, I literally do that. She will text me and be like, do you have a thing for, do you have like a, like, like, show me, like, do you have something for like a, I don't know. Family style dinner? And I'm like, yeah, And she sometimes she be trying to make me think, but I'm like, listen, I'm not doing that right now. I send it to her. <laughs> I send it to her. Here you go. Boom. Send it. Like. It's not going to take away from me. No. And I wish people would not hoard information or, or feel like, you know, if you if you hold on so tight to what you have, your your hands are closed and you can't receive anything. Which is the craziest thing. And I, I am interrupting. I'm sorry. I'm mean, no, 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 no. But it's the craziest thing because that's what I went through before. I was trying to find mentors before you. Um, you know, it was like other women mentors and men mentors. That's a whole totally different oh, story. Really oh, is. Lord. It really um, is. But it's like, then I came and found you and then like, you know, we connected, but it's like, everybody feels like somebody's trying to take something from them. And that's like, I even try to, you know, help other chefs or things yeah, of that nature. Yeah. But it's just like, have you ever, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever helped someone mentorship wise or thought about, and they've been, it's a little catty, been a little disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened with you before? Never. See, she's awesome. It's never happened. I have shared everything. I don't know how many women have come, people, not just women. I mean, that's kind of what it turned into. But I've I've had male chefs, um, mm-hmm. white, black women, men, um, work with me through these years, and um, I literally could call any one of them to this day, yeah, and say, "Hey, could you help me out with?" Put? And they would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Um, I mean, I've been fortunate, you know. You have a lot of good, like, the thing about it, you have so many, like, great people around you. And I think you have, like, this, what they call, I'd have to learn this word only a couple years ago, discernment. Yeah. I didn't grow up in the church, whatever. I'm, like, <laughs> the the glitter bug, butterfly that I did not, don't have any discernment, but I'm working on it. I I do, so don't you try do. me. You do, yeah. Don't yeah, try yeah, me. You do. I do. Um, you might call it something different. Right. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's that I... I know you have people that work with you that, you know, you don't work with anymore and uh-huh. that, that you've elevated or anything of that nature, uh-huh. everything of that nature. But it's like, has it, um, you've always seemed to have like a really great team around you. Yeah. Like, so when people ask for mentorships, are you always like, yes, I'll mentor you. Or is it like, uh, let me, let me fill it out. Well, like, how much, do you do that? I mean, people will weed themselves out if they don't have like the work ethic or whatever it is. Like they'll weed themselves out. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'll take, I'll, I'll pretty much, my door's open. Cause again, all my internships are unpaid. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I'm going to pour into you everything I know mm-hmm. and that's valuable. Yep. So I'm not going to pay you to take my, you know, to, I'm not going to pay you <clears> to <throat> teach you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. You know, when you when when if any students out here, if you if you go to get a paid internship somewhere, they're gonna want they're gonna want production out of you. They're not gonna be. They're all just thinking about you in their pocket. So mm. you know, so it's like, gosh, I'm about to run over here and meet with the farm. You know, with the farmer, I would take this intern with me, but I then I gotta pay him. You know what I mean? So okay. I'm not gonna take him with me. I would take him to go meet with the supplier, or I guess what I'm, I'm gonna do a TV interview. I would ask him to come along so I can see that part of it. But if I'm always thinking about it's costing me money. Yeah. But see, because my interns, and it's like six months. I mean, it's like yeah. six months, three, three to six months of, of unpaid internships. You know, they get to see everything. Come go, come, come with me this part. Come do this. Oh, we're doing this type of thing. And it's like, come you in, can't even put a price on that. Come do, like, come do whatever. Come see it all. Right. Because, um, but I think just, I have a level of respect and honor and, and grace. And I just feel like, you know, if you're really good to people, you really care about them. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's just going to be reciprocated. But there have been some people who, you know, mm-hmm. weeded themselves out. Yeah. Because, it, it, like, I get the question all the time. Can you mentor me? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, you know, I'm like, yeah. But then it's like, when I hear, like, a message, or I'm like, okay, so you don't have the same work ethic as me. So I kind of, like, just... So, I don't ignore them. It's just like you not built like me. So right. I don't know how to right. operate and work with somebody who's not like exactly. driven like that. But you also can probably tie that back now to 
you asking me to make, like that whole experience. And a lot of people will t- have this, will tell you they had to call me 10 times or email me <laughs> 15 times or whatever the case may be. But that persistence, yeah, the persistence in and of itself proves something about that person. Right. And I'm not saying I do that intentionally. I'm just saying it's, I'm just busy or whatever. But right. when someone's persistent and they keep, it's like, okay, this person is really driven. Right. You know, this person is really persistent. And they're, okay, let me turn and give you my full attention. Now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so that, there's something to be said for that. Right. Yeah. Because you can turn and give somebody your full attention mm-hmm. and realize they just BS. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, you probably have a little more understanding of I, I do now like you know. I say I say it all the time I was like I see why Chef Lisa ignored me for about a year because a lot of people some people are like oh Chef I want to do this oh I'm serious can you mentor me can you it's just like little Bert Lowe they're just picking they're just and I'm like picking. what are you doing like you, right. like okay so, just say what you really want there's people who there's people who want you to do it for them right Mm-mm. if you're seeking something from somebody you know knowledge particularly you want to be mentored in anything it doesn't matter what field you guys are in um whatever it is you should want you're, to you're seeking mentorship of whatever it is you're the person that has to show up you're the person that has to give if you're the person that has to like it's your responsibility to obtain in my opinion mm-hmm. what you need absolutely right? um like if you're just gonna sit down and like well you didn't give it to me so i didn't no that's not how that works you know what i mean like you have got to be the one pursuing Mm-hmm. actively and passionately pursuing the thing that you want uh from that that person and respect their time. Yep. You know, I've I've met with people billionaires, right? Like I, when I I wanted to I was looking at doing that venue space and I met, I caught I remember one of my former clients was a, was a was a um a commercial builder, right? Oh. Millionaire. You know, this guy's probably a billionaire. I don't know. He's super and I was like, "Oh, I remember him." you know, talking about him being a commercial. So I called him up. You know, I'd done a couple of dinners for him in the past and I said, I would love to take you to lunch, you know, and just ask you a few questions. He was mm. like, sure, of course, you know, whatever. So made the date, stuck to the date, showed up early, got us a table. You know, he sat down. I had myself organized with exactly what I wanted to know. I wasn't just, you know, we had some small talk and then I went into the business. This, 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 this. I showed him I'd already done some research. And this is just where my roadblocks are. Can you help me with these? And he answered my questions in a maybe a 90-minute lunch. You know, of course, I paid for that lunch. Actually, mm-hmm. I didn't. He insisted to pay. But, right. But obviously. You were prepared I, to pay. I was, of course, <laughs> I should pay. Right. I right. Lunch. He, he ended up insisting. But, um, but the point is that I pursued him, but I was prepared. I did not want to waste his time. Mm-hmm. You know? If I got ninety minutes with you, I need to get what it is. And he and he was just gracious. Oh, and call me again, you know. But I, I was respectful of his time. So I think you just have to know how to navigate um, and you know be prepared to get the information if you're seeking it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you show up to my house mm-hmm. and you don't have a pen, paper, a notepad. Oh my gosh, chef. Okay. Like what? Like what? Okay, do you keep any of the vision boards that you used to draw for us? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Uh, I know you move. Oh, my gosh. I draw stuff out all the time. I know, but I remember you had your office. Mm-hmm. And you had, like, the vision. I remember I was saying, I want to do this and that. And you drew it out and we were talking. I'm like, <laughs> do you still have that or you don't know? I probably don't. Oh, my God. I probably don't. Um, it's, it's like okay. a, we can draw a new one. It's kind of <laughs> like a, um, um, somebody who who's like a consultant with me and a good friend of mine. Um, he would call it a dream die. Okay. Where it's just like, just, just close like, don't think about what you should be doing, what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Just get in touch with what is it that you want and mm. why. Yeah. What does it make you feel that way? And what does that look like? What does your ideal day look like? And mm. you know, so you could not think, well, this is what I should be doing. Mm. You can really get in touch with what is it you really want right. to be like. What's your sweet spot really is. Right. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Okay, so I'm gonna ask so many more questions to ask you. I feel like listen, y'all <laughs> are here with us today, baby. Right. 
Listen, this ain't a 20 minute Joy podcast because Joy ain't just talking to herself. And I know y'all interested because I am still interested. You still got the energy? You good? I am good. Yes, we are great. All right. So let me ask you, let me see if I want to ask you one of the questions. Okay. One of the questions that um, one of my Joy Birds, because I don't like to call people followers or fans, so they're Joy Joy Birds. Birds. That's right. Um, they asked, what do you describe as someone having the it factor? Ooh, that is a good question. Let me wow. scratch it off so I don't yeah, that's come a back good over. Question. Obviously, talent <clears throat> whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like raw talent. Um, and passion. Mm-hmm. See, passion, you can teach somebody skill, you can't teach people passion. Mm-mm. I can I could show you how to do something like a million times. If it's not in your if it's not make you leap with joy to do it and you're not going to be you're right. not going to be you're never going to be over mediocre at it mm-hmm. you know so so to be somebody who's talented in something that they're also passionate about um i think that to me is the equation for like the it factor mm-hmm. you have the god-given talent or the gift that's inside you is born inside you and you're passionate about that thing okay um yeah and you want to share it and you want to share it. You, you can't be close handed. Right. And you because, want to share it. And so many people don't want to share anything or don't want to say anything because they always feel like somebody's going to take something from them. And I, I, I tell people this all the time. Chef Lisa taught me that a long time ago mm-hmm. because I was so curious as to why she wanted to share so much with me because I never had that experience before. And I've been looking for mentors and all of that. And they weren't like that. And I'm like, she's like, you can't take nothing from me that's meant for me. And I love that. And that's like, it's so many different things. That's one of the things that made me attached to her. And it's like, yes, I learned the things that she was doing. I knew how to cook, but she was in a different element. And so it was like, even with me recreating those things that I see you do, I wanted to make sure that I've always paid homage. It was like, kind of like my thank you for opening up your arms Mm -hmm. and showing me. And so it's like, I'm always like constantly Throwing it back at you her whenever I can. Like, <laughs> Is it overwhelming? I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Of course it's, I mean, of course, I mean, obviously that feels good, but I'm just like, I mean, I hope it doesn't feel like obligatory. Like, I don't expect you to constantly. Like, no. I just feel like, but, but I know it's genuine. Yeah. That's why, I mean, what am I going to say? I know. That's genuinely your heart to, to, yeah. to always kind of say that. And um, so, I mean, I, I mean, it just is what it is. Like, like we, I find myself lift, trying to sometimes not try to say your name because I don't. Each other, we <laughs> lift each other up. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's just not enough of that to be honest. Yeah, because um, I'm like I'm forever thankful, grateful because I'm always appreciative. It's like it's like because like no matter where I am or where I started and how I'm growing and going, it's like just at those times when I didn't have that or even when I'm mm-hmm. trying it, and I could always call you for anything like. Anything to this day, That's true. anything. I, you know, if I feel like I'm getting on your nerves, I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. still gonna call her anyways. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm just grateful that I actually have the chance to do that. And it's like, okay, because so, so a lot of people say I'm self-made. I did this, I did that, especially in the entrepreneur world. And I'm like, yo, no, I got a whole support a whole behind village, me, right? right? I got a whole everything <laughs> behind me. And it's like you don't know who everybody is. Like we all, <laughs> like this is this is who it is. This is who this is right yeah, here at every time. Half the crowd was like there for sure. That it was so beautiful. Like I was like, I know my family was there. Yeah, then was people like, off of like my Instagram and Facebook, TikTok came out, like, and I was like, it's like, "Oh my cry. gosh!" Like, that was, yeah, that was super. That's special. That was That's that special. was dope. Like that was cool. That was that was, that was super, a good day. That was <laughs> that was a good day. <laughs> and I seen the video so later because I felt like I thought people was like, "Oh." I don't know if somebody was getting annoyed about me sharing, but I was going to keep sharing all these moments because it was so many moments that people captured yeah. from, like, my friends, family, the actual event, and I seen your live. Like, I know you said you you went live, but I tuned out. Like, I yeah, heard course. you, yeah, but I did not hear judgment. you. Right. That was the point they were about to announce a judgment. You were just kind of, and I was like, just say hi. <laughs> like, I was like, hello. <laughs> hello. It was cool to see because I saw, like, you kind of put, it was, like, different views from different 
people, people who had cameras, like just, it like, was all crazy. Reviews. All these different views, and yeah. then it was like at one point I was like, let me stop tagging you because. <laughs> I was like, and then it was like, I know, right? <laughs> Listen, that part. Oh, we going to content conversation in just a moment. Yeah. But it was amazing, and it was like that was fun, man. Yes. Wait, we gonna pause real quick because I gotta get my charger. Hold this thought. We gonna keep recording. I'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Plant Girl Magic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to tell a friend. Join our community over on Instagram at Cook It With Joya. And be sure to subscribe to YouTube, Say What is Vegan, for new recipe videos every month. Your questions are welcome, so leave me a comment or send me a DM. To shop my cookbooks and the best seasoned blends you ever had, visit ChefJoyousNest.com. Girl, just head on over to my show notes. All the links are there. I'll see you in the next episode, Joy Birds.